Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hour away from kickoff, week one of the NFL season. Chiefs are getting out there on the field, guys, warming up. Isaiah Pacheco going around. Arrowhead, high-fiving people. Jackson Mahomes on the 50-yard line right now doing Thriller. No, no I made that good time. He might be. He I, might be. I was about to say, fade down. No, I, I don't think he's allowed around the uh, I, I think he might be in some so. trouble. I can't remember what ended up happening. Something, something went wrong. I, I meant to oh, check, yeah. and then I just carried on living my life. That, and that was probably the best choice. Just <laughs> yeah. stay. Anything he does, the less you see, the better. Yeah. That's stay the away from, from the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right, we do have college football, of course, week two coming up this weekend as oh. well, and uh, there's nobody better to talk to than our guy Rob Brown, who jumps on with us now. And uh, I guess we could just start off with this, Rob. Uh, you all in on the Colorado hype, or are you going to go Nebraska this weekend? Because, <laughs> man, everybody loves Colorado and Coach Prime, don't they? First off, there's a lot of people better to talk to. It's just I was the only one available, but I appreciate the compliment anyway. Uh, it's actual facts. I, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why it is that every college football talking head in America thinks that Colorado just beat the 2022 TCU Horn Frogs and not the 23 version that does not have a Heisman Trophy quarterback finalist, one of their best running backs, and their same offensive coordinator. Why are we pretending like they beat TCU last year and not TCU this year? That's a great win for Colorado. I very much want Colorado to win because I am always team chaos when it comes to college football, uh, but I'm 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 not there yet. That being said, I really like Colorado minus three over Nebraska because oh, Matt Rule. Oh, no. I said it. Sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, Rob. I'm a man that uh, I like to celebrate my wins. Anybody that was on social media saw that with our Florida State Knowles. But I also have to admit that this is the. Uh, I think this is the quickest that my national championship Throws the hat pick, on. There it is. Uh, ever was eliminated from the from the dance as Clemson goes down <laughs> week one to Duke. But I still think that there's value with them in the ACC, as crazy as that sounds, because, I mean, they got to let Garrett Riley run his offense, obviously. But they had some terrible red zone turnovers. And if you look at the ACC schedule, they still get Florida State in Death Valley. They get my Notre Dame fighting Irish in Death Valley, and most likely – They'll both be Notre Dame will be undefeated. They'll lay an egg there. What do you think about Clemson the rest of the way after what you saw from Cade Klubnick, from Dabo, from uh, really just everything? Uh, I would like to say I'm on board, but I'm not. And there's one big reason: all the problems that plagued Clemson the last couple of years showed up in Week One again. Right? It's an anemic offense. They refuse to go vertical. Why did you hire? Garrett Riley and bring him to be your OC and then run the exact same offense that you ran last year. And I would like to just chalk that up to, oh, it was week one. They were trying to work some kinks out and maybe they overlooked Duke. Uh, but I don't think that that is the rea- uh, the reality here. I think the reality is and was put on the table for us by Dabo Sweeney in his postgame comments where he was asked about the offense and it kind of sputtering. And granted, listen, any one of those if for, uh, uh, red zone punch-ins, right? You had, what, two fumbles and a blocked field goal. Any of those get punched in, and we're talking a very different football game. But they looked anemic. And after the game was over, Dabo said, we didn't bring Garrett Riley here to do anything other than coordinate the Clemson offense, which says yeah. to me, we're going to do what I want to do no matter who it is that has the headset on. 
so why would I expect Dabo to suddenly change? Listen, the guy is, uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, right? He's a very nice guy. I've met him multiple times. Phenomenal guy. But he's stubborn as an ox, man. Like, he's got that in common with Nick Saban. And the reality is, Dabo's going to do what Dabo wants to do. And unfortunately, it feels like now, results be damned. So I don't see why I would expect what they've been doing for a year and a half now to just suddenly change in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I, I've got no reason to believe that that's going to be the case. I think Dabo's Dabo. He's going to do it Dabo's way. And he's going to believe that, oh, we just, we're just good fellas. We're just good guys. And we'll persevere. And it's not really the way that football works, my dude. Rob, I'm an Oregon Duck alum. And so what I know is that anytime Oregon does something good, uh, quickly following that, something bad usually happens. A lot of hype around this program with Bo Nix going bonkers. Uh, they could have put up 100 points last week if they wanted to. Set the school record for points scored. Dan Lanning smoking a cigar at the end of the game. And now they play Texas Tech on the road, and they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm a little suspect. Where are you at on this game? I'm not. I'm not. And I'm going to tell you right now, I like Bo Nix a lot. And I think I'm one of, like, 17 people in America that like Bo Nix. But I look at what happened to Bo Nix at Auburn because I think that's what put a lot of people off of him. Y'all, Auburn was an absolute dumpster fire when Bo Nix was there, and you can look at the, the, not just the head coach in Carousel now, but they ended up with Hugh Freeze. Nobody wanted Hugh Freeze. I know the guy can run an offense, but like, ugh. So I think Bo Nix has been underappreciated and undervalued, and I think he is a big-time difference maker. So I'm actually all yeah. in on the Ducks. I think Texas Tech had themselves a whale of a game last week, the type of game that takes a lot out of you, the type of game that can drag down on you a little bit. I like Oregon, and I like them a lot on the road this weekend. Talking to Rob Brown, BetMGM tonight. Uh, last week, the game that had just the most hype. Forget betting, just just everybody excited. LSU, Florida State. First half was fun. Second half, you know, if you if you were a Florida That's State way backer, more fun, I you thought. were good. If you're on the LSU <laughs> side of things, it wasn't so good, to say the least. This week, we've got Alabama and Texas. we got about a touchdown difference between the two right now. And, you know... There are a couple programs in college football, right, where everybody, the minute they start to look like they're good again, Florida State being one, Texas being another, everybody wants to jump on that bandwagon. There's a lot less in terms of the conversation about Alabama right now. It's been Georgia. It was LSU coming into the season. Is Alabama as good as they used to be? All that. When you look at this game right now, are you more of an Alabama backer? you more on the Texas side of things? I am rolling tide this weekend. These are the games that are set up for Nick Saban. These are the games that Nick Saban pours everything into. These are the games that Nick Saban was talking about when he got his signing class in in February and we got to March, April, and they were rolling through spring practices. These are those games. These are those benchmark games. And, and listen, Texas is better but I'm really kind of tired of the Texas is back catchphrase. We've been hearing that every summer for, I don't know, 50 years now. I'm kind of tired of it at this point. Uh, Nick Saban had this game ready. And don't forget, the head coach of Texas is Steve Sarkeesian, a former Nick Saban offensive coordinator. 
And Nick Saber's record against former OCs and former assistant coaches is pretty stellar. The only guy who's broken through so far is Kirby Smart. And look at the roster that he had to build at Georgia to get by Kirby. Does anybody think, or to get by Nick Saban, does anybody think that Sark's got that type of roster at Texas? They're good, but they're not 2020 bull, uh, 2022 Bulldogs good yet. So I'm leaning Nick Saban, especially with this game at home. If this was in Texas like it was last year, I'd be a little bit more confident. Scratch that. I'd be a little bit le- more less confident. I'm struggling tonight, y'all. I'd be a little less confident. I'm a professional. Leave me alone. Uh, this being at home and this being a Nick Saban game against one of his former dudes. And, oh, by the way, that Jalen Milrow kid looked pretty good back in yes, week one. Did. Maybe the uh-oh, Bryce is gone jitters aren't quite what we thought they were in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I am all crimson on Saturday. Rob, what were your thoughts on North Carolina? Because we knew how good Drake May is, and we figured the offense would be pretty good. Uh, but, man, the defense actually looked really good. Granted, you know, South Carolina, I don't think their offensive line is very good. We know the offensive line isn't very good, and I'm still not there with Spencer Rattler. But what do you think about maybe North Carolina making a run in the ACC? And then also, really quick, I'm in my zen. I'm trying to be more positive and nice. Can you say some mean things about the NCAA? Because I'm really pissed we don't get to see Tez Walker, who had 11 touchdown receptions at Kent State, because they won't let him play, which makes absolutely no sense. But I, I'm trying to be positive. Uh, I would be happy to say all the mean things about the NCAA. Hell, I've been in radio 15 years and doing it the whole time, so I will gladly jump on that bandwagon. Uh, Not having Tez is a blow to a North Carolina team that I genuinely believe could have uh, backdoor Wade into the ACC championship game. I think they are that good. In any given football game to me, there's a sliding scale of how much one team won the game versus how much one team lost it. And South Carolina lost a lot of that game. Their offensive line was a dumpster fire. But, hey, Spencer Rattler still was killing it out there. What do you end up with? With 309 yards, with a handful of drops, the kid was good. Uh, I will tell you that, at least to me, a lot of the goodwill that Shane Beamer built up kind of went out the window when yeah. he was lining up Luke Doty, noted backup quarterback at wide receiver because he did not build depth at that position. When he was trotting out transfer offensive linemen from Yale to come down and be starting OLs in the SEC because he did not build the depth at that position. So I've got some some questions there, but defensively, and by the way, South Carolina had a lot of injuries. Nicky Memori, their number one tackler, went down on like the first play of the game. That's a big blow. But North Carolina's offense is good. Drake May's offense is very good. So I've kind of settled on this was about 65% North Carolina winning the game and about 35% South Carolina losing the game. Uh, we, we saw this type of inconsistency out of the Gamecocks last year. And then they ended the season back-to-back top 10 wins on their way out the door. They are still going to put fireworks up here and there. I just went from, hey, South Carolina could be 9-3 and three, to I'd be happy with 7-5. and five. North Carolina, I think that team, despite having a, a, a bit of a rough schedule ahead of them, North Carolina is a theoretical 10-2 team. Uh, mm. I don't think they're as good as Florida State. But I think right now, if you put North Carolina and Clemson on a field together, I'd be hard-pressed not to go, like, Carolina minus two and a half if I was setting a line. Wow. You know, there are lines that you see and you question whether you want to take the under because just the math 
doesn't math. But then you know that you're talking about two teams that are under machines. I'm having uh, some some memories of Iowa State playing Iowa last year. I think the line, I think the total was 35 and a half, and I was like, man, that's low. And they finished 10-7. Here we go again uh, this weekend, and it's 36 and a half is the total. That's high scoring. Yeah, high scoring uh, total for them. It's a shootout. (laughs) So is it as simple for you as just hammer the under again? Uh, is it rude of me to take a break from this interview and go grab the phone and go to BetMGM and plug that bet in while we're talking? Because yes, please. Listen, that game is always that. It has become an internet meme of a football game because that's just what they do. And don't get me wrong, I love me some defense, and I love me some defense versus inept offenses. I am playing the under in that game and the way that this game has gone for I don't know a decade and a half now I'm going to play the under that game every year until I die at this rate uh what about either one of those teams screams that they are going to be threatening either one of them the 20 point mark against the other I got nothing right now I am all in with you on the under all right Rob we still got a couple minutes I want to at least look at the Heisman race just 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 briefly here because Caleb Williams is still the favorite and every week it seems like already we're getting more and more highlights from him as we should expect we know how hard it is to win back-to-back Heismans Jordan Travis is now seven to one Michael Penix Jr. eight plus eight fifty and then it's JJ McCarthy way down there at sixteen to one. Oh, don't stop there oh do you want me to keep going where's Sam Quinn Hartman Ewers? you want Quinn Ewers oh, and no, Sam Hartman no. at twenty to one well they're both twenty to one there you go Rob. who out of that group and maybe there's somebody else do you see after what we've seen in a very small no, sample size that you could Knicks. say Upsets or dethrones, I guess would be the better word, Caleb Williams to win the Heisman? Uh, first off, if anybody watched that game uh, excuse me, on Sunday night and doesn't think that Jordan Travis is going to earn an invite, I don't know what to tell you. And, oh, and this yeah. is, we've all talked about this before, Jordan Travis has more offensive talent at the skill set around him, I think, than anybody else that you just named, right? Uh, you saw the breakout of uh, you saw the breakout of, of Johnny Wilson this weekend of Keon Coleman who had three touchdowns in that game. Jaheim Bell had a couple of touchdowns. I told you guys three weeks ago, watch out for Jaheim Bell, <laughs> the did. transfer tight end from South Carolina, and he lit it up this weekend too. To me, Jordan Travis at seven and a half to one is a steal of a get right now because he's got so much talent around him an average quarterback can go in there and have a stellar year. He is a stellar quarterback with that much talent. So I love Jordan Travis seven and a half to one. Uh, but I've heard the name Sam Hartman a couple of times. Oh, I like going to say that. <laughs> I like it. I don't hate it at 20 to one. I don't hate it because I, I, I think that where Hartman was before at wake four is kind of put him in this realm of guys that you're like, Oh, they're good. But, if he was Heisman caliber, he wouldn't be at Wake Forest, right? And then he transfers over to Notre Dame, yep. and he didn't miss a beat. I mean, he killed it in the first two weeks. And again, let's all relax. It wasn't against the the hypest of hype talent in the first two weeks at Notre Dame. But I'm going to tell you right now, Notre Dame and Clemson, I think Sam Hartman is, is, is going to go for like 275 against Clemson and the defensive backs that they put out there so far. And if yeah. he can do that against Notre Dame, against Florida State, against some of these other ACC top-notch yeah. teams, Sam Hartman at 21 is not a bad bet. There you go. Music to Ryan's ears. Rob Brown, you're the best. Always love having Thanks, you on, Thanks, Rob. Buddy. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. See you soon. All right. Uh, 
we're 45 minutes away. 45 minutes away, guys, from kickoff of the 2023 NFL season. We're going to look at some inactives, check in on any late line movement, all of it. It's BetMGM tonight.